This episode is brought to you by JLL. Get an insider view into the world of commercial real estate with JLL's podcast, Trends and Insights, the Future of Commercial Real Estate. Whether you're curious about making cities more sustainable, the evolution of office space, or AI opportunities, this podcast will help keep you a step ahead. Tune in for candid conversations with business leaders about the biggest trends impacting how we live, work, and play. Subscribe to Trends and Insights now at jll.com slash podcast. Isn't the point of traveling to get away from it all? To feel the best you've ever felt? Then maybe you should check out Aruba. You'll spend your time relaxing on cool, white, sandy beaches and floating in healing blue water. You'll meet locals brimming with gratitude for an island that redefines what a paradise can be. When your trip comes to an end, you won't need another vacation. Because you just had the vacation. That's the Aruba effect. Plan your trip at aruba.com. Hey guys, welcome to this week's podcast episode. I'm really excited about today's guest. He's an entrepreneur. He's going to talk to us about Van Sanity and cloud med spas. He's got a really interesting proposition that we just talked about, um, Ignacio Fanlo, and I'm happy to welcome him to the show. Ignacio, welcome. Hey, Christopher. Thanks so much for having me. I really appreciate it. Now we're right after Thanksgiving, belly's full, excited <laughs> about the holidays, ready to go, ready yeah. to go. Yeah, no, uh, I'm happy to get back in the swing of things and finish the year out strong. So tell people about, you know, your background, your story, and we'll get right into Cloud Med Spas and what you do. Yeah, yeah. So I, I've been uh, either a founder or C-level executive uh, for five startups. Uh, one was very successful. We went public with Goldman Sachs and sold it to eBay. One was okay, and then a couple of misfires, if you will, a couple of failures, but you learn the hard way, I guess. Um, anyway, the origin story for Cloud Med Spas uh, is really a pretty interesting one. I was watching the Academy Awards with some friends, and it was an anniversary show. So uh, they were showing clips 75 years ago, 50 years ago, 25 years ago. And people were making comments about people's skin and hair and their teeth. And, and uh, boy, it struck me like really clearly that there was this line of what is acceptable, not only in Hollywood, but among uh, society, American society, of your personal aesthetic. And it was just a one-way street, up, 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 and to the right, and more and more and more, harder and harder. And then, at the, you know, in a relatively simultaneously i looked over and there was a young adult taking some selfies with uh with friends and i was like oh my god the next generation is going to have even more pressure because they're taking so many pictures of themselves a hundred times or more than i did at my at their age and it was putting enormous scrutiny on themselves because they'd see themselves in these pictures and on in social media and it would be like wow you are going to really scrutinize yourself physically and zoom has extended it as well um so i started looking and i said well let me look at some areas like hair care teeth dentistry uh medical aesthetics um and a really interesting thing popped off the page when it came to hair care and it was the fact that more than 90 percent of the locations had transitioned to a rental model. They had no W-2 employees. And I was thought, well, that is just crazy. I knew that there was this, you know, follow your hairstylist around movement, but I didn't realize it was that ubiquitous. 
And so what I came to realize after just a few conversations, more research was, hey, these salons figured out the puzzle that if I market for customers and pay that marketing cost, I should get the customer. But the reality is they weren't their customer. They weren't their customer at all. They were the customer of the stylist who could then move. And it was a really difficult task. So they said, screw this. We're not having employees. We're just going to rent you the chair, have a great time, make some money. We'll be landlords. <laughs> and I realized that the exact same customer dynamic existed in medical aesthetics. I knew it was a much more difficult proposition. You had state regulations, medical directors, malpractice insurance, expensive uh, devices and equipment, capital equipment, uh, and uh, you know neurotoxins, fillers, control substances. But I knew that the margins were so big, the growth rate, I mean, it's a $60 billion, $70 billion industry growing double digits still. It's such a big opportunity, such big margins. And if you could put together the right package, you could really attract providers who could make hundreds of dollars an hour. And we've seen it. We've seen it in our two owned and operated locations. And more importantly, we opened the platform up late last year because of a couple podcasts I did. And we got inundated with reverse inquiry. People say, I want to be a franchise. I want this model. It's so much better. I'm so tired of getting customers, they really get attached to a, an injector, and then the injector goes down the street and gets a better deal, makes an extra 5 or $10 an hour, and that's totally understandable. But meanwhile, you know, the med spa owner has absorbed that marketing cost and gotten very little for it. So they were very excited, and we've offered this platform now to any real medically, I'm going to call it medically appropriate space to be able to monetize. So we have dentists, we have plastic surgeons, we have just regular landlords, we have a wedding business, we have all kinds of different medically or aesthetically pleasing areas that said, wait, I have excess space. You know, I can monetize that space just turning the dial with uh, cloud med spas, start the business, you have to find a handful of prov providers to get critical mass, and then you uh, you open up the floodgates for letting people rent your space, get access to these products at wholesale prices, and boom, you've got a really nice business as a landlord. And you're not even, the insurance doesn't touch you. If you're not doing the procedures, if all you are is a landlord, you don't have any responsibilities. Each of the providers is their own little LLC. And they have to get their own insurance and their own medical director as needed by the state laws. And they're off to the races too. Yeah. So interesting. So kind of talk about, uh, you know, you kind of talked about, you know, a little bit how it works and then, um, you know, talk about the, uh, you also have this software. So how does the software fit into this whole um, uh, paradigm? Yeah. So we, when we built out our first location in Boston, we originally said, maybe we'll do this as a software play. And there must be people out there that are dying for this. But we were like, how do we find them? We really struggled trying to find people who were clearly ready to go to a new paradigm. Uh, maybe I should have done the podcast first. But what got the podcast going is we actually built our own test kitchen, if you will, our own and operated in Boston. We Built out a hand about a little less than a, about a dozen suites, 
chairs. We did deals with vendors and it helped set us up. We understood all the trials and tribulations, the payment processing, the inventory management, the scheduling. We did all that ourselves for our own sake. We, you know, ate our own dog food. We have like 60 or 70 providers now in Boston after several years. Timing was a little suspect. Unfortunately, we opened weeks before COVID hit. So we got, you know, kind of a shot to the solar plexus in terms of initial momentum. It was tough, but we got through it. We've got people doing it. And then I went and did a couple of podcasts a little over a year ago about Van Sanity and us being ready to open the platform with the software and the services and all those relationships with vendors and said, hey, anyone in America, and actually we got calls from Hong Kong and UK and other places too, but anyone that would love to transition to a rental model from the med spa industry and or they had some space available and they were like, you know, I'm a personal trainer, I'm a dentist. I have appropriate space that's extra that's just gathering dust and I can turn it into money. Not unlike what happened with Airbnb uh, with the room above the garage. Let's turn that extra room or two in our office into dollars. Yeah, it's quite interesting how you change the model. You know, kind of the next question is um, talk about the people that are um, signing on to it, how they're addressing the problems um talk about that so the these folks have told me hey listen i like a good example is one from texas uh and she said you know i i got into the med spa i saw what it was you know the growth in it i saw the needs and i opened one and uh i got caught in this very difficult kind of uh rat trap where they were spending literally sometimes more than ten thousand dollars a month in marketing for patients Mm-hmm. People to come in and give injections and laser treatments. And they would get one or two great employees. Um, and then maybe a handful that weren't so great, but the great ones, they had great technique. They had uh, you know, great bedside manner. Uh, patients loved them, they followed them. And there was a term called spa hopping. So these great injectors would say, Hey you know what, Uh, I'm getting an offer to go down the street, I can take my patients with me, because there's a non-compete. But in many states, it doesn't exist. And you can't stop people from uh, getting a living. And then non-solicit is pretty strict. But the reality is, in a social media world, you're not soliciting your customers, you're not emailing them, you're not sending them a note, you're not calling them, you're just posting on Instagram. And when you post on Instagram and people follow you, they find you. And that's allowed. It's allowed to post about where you are. And now people know you're down the street and they follow you because they've got a relationship with you. So it's really hard for the med spa owner to capture the value that they've created uh, by putting all the pieces together. They can just walk out the door. Again, going back to the hair care example, if you can't beat them, you join them. So... Uh, you really just say, you know what, I'm going to be a landlord, I'll provide you all the tools, but you're your own boss, also plays into a lot of other, you know, gig economy, self-employed control. So everybody wins, if you will, like the, 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 the individual provider who's really good wins. The med spy owner provides the right environment for this wins. And we win a little bit by providing the software and services. 
And it's the alignment of those interests as opposed to fighting each other for it. like, oh, I paid for the market. I want this. You want it's like, let's align all the interests uh, and everybody wins because there's enough on the table here uh, that everybody ends up with a good experience, including the patients. One of the questions is, um, you know, they have a aesthetics practice or you know, do they need to own a med spa in order to convert to an MSO med spa? Tell people what an MSO yeah, med spa is. And Yeah, well, M MSO is just a word. It, it, the med spa industry does have a bit of a pejorative flavor to it. It just is, um, it means management services organization. The model I love is Marriott. People think Marriott is a hotel company, but they're not. They're a hotel management company. They yeah. only own a handful of hotels. They franchise a bunch, but they manage Ritz-Carlton, Sheraton, Four Points, Renaissance. So they're a management services organization. They're the software and services behind tens of thousands of hotels. And now this platform, we're about to launch something in the coming week or two with uh, semiglutides. And I'm sure you've read about them, these weight loss drugs. And they're not just for weight loss. They are like a miracle drug. I mean, people are, there's reduction in kidney disease, heart disease, alcoholism, drug abuse. I mean, it's incredible, this drug. And we have, if you will, a perfect uh, customer base to market to. So we have hundreds of providers who have thousands of patients. And these are folks that, you know, are clearly looking to take care of themselves. We're not trying to give it to runway models trying to lose five pounds. I don't, I don't think that's appropriate. But there are a lot of people that, you know, in today's world would be considered uh, overweight or maybe even slightly obese. And they're like, hey, I want to feel better about myself. I would love access to these drugs. And the FDA has, you know, approved the drugs, but it was also given an exemption now for a while to do compound pharmacies and we have a way to with a partner to make this all work really simply so these providers now have an incremental passive revenue stream that we can say hey uh, market this to your patient we'll take care of all the back end and you get a passive income stream for years mm. so we're really trying to make it work for again for everybody just tap into this market yeah and how do you get providers to your MSO location? Yeah, so that is the responsibility of the MSO owner. So we say to the owner, you have two things, we'll do everything else, you have two things you need to do, figure out the real estate, either own it, or you could lease it. We've got a couple of people who just said, hey, I love this idea so much, I'm going to go lease new space and use your back end model. Um, and the other thing you do is you do the real estate. And the second thing you do is get providers. Now we have a nice playbook that we can give to you kind of a recipe like open houses, vendor events, uh, uh, employment ads, um, all kinds of uh, tips and tricks, best practices to acquire your initial providers. And once you get 10, 15 providers, you'll find that two or three, four of them, 20% or so, um, are just killing it, like literally killing it. They're doing a couple neurotoxin, you know, dysport, azamin, uh, and neurotoxin, um, two in an hour. They make $1,000 gross. They they collect the money directly from the patient for those two treatments, you know, rough numbers. Mm -hmm. They pay 400 for the neurotoxin itself. 
So that's a net of 600. And then they pay 75 to $100 an hour for the room. And that's it. They put $500 in their 500, 525 in their pocket. They pay for things like, you know, if they do some paid social media marketing, they have to pay their monthly medical directorship fees, whatever that is in the state. Uh, malpractice is about $100 a month in this category. So if you do it right, you can clear several hundred dollars an hour as a provider here. Our mm. canonical examples are nurses that used to work three shifts uh, a week of 12 hours, 36 hours a week. Um, they made 50 or 60 an hour, which was about 80 to 90,000 a year. And now they're doing this 10 hours a week, 10 hours a week, run, literally one quarter of the time making slightly more money, a little over a hundred thousand. It, it's insane. It's insane. It's, and they have complete, you know, another one of those great things about the, they have complete control, obviously subject to their patients, but basically complete control of their time and total flexibility. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. How do people contact you, follow you, learn more about this, um, you know, reach out to you, et cetera. Uh, so you can get me at sales at cloudmedspas, the plural.com or info at cloudmedspas.com. You can also reach me directly on my phone. I take these because I love talking to the customers. I learn every single time. Uh, it's a Bay Area number. I was there, 415-613-2640. Again, 415-613-2640. Yeah. And for all the audience out there, let's thank Iggy for coming on. It's really interesting. I need to do more research and study it's um and uh because i know a lot of uh, med spa aesthetics is is uh, booming and uh all of iggy's resources will be in the links and show notes and with that thanks so much for coming on all right chris dr lou thank you so much for having me i really appreciate it